<laughs> everybody welcome to another episode of cash that we've got the whole squad together this is your host joe delera producer Corey has stopped being absolutely battered by the partners at work they finally decided to give him a break it is 9 15 9 30 i like how you made that seem like it was my choice to get battered <laughs> well i mean <laughs> you find any employer would tell you that you're at will and then uh, so we got that and no, then we have we have a very special guest here. I'm not sure if he's my boss, but we got Adam Rosenberg, Berg, <laughs> head of just like all things talking at Better Collective. <laughs> um, and there's no better way to start this besides saying, yo, what's up, Berg? Or hey, Rosenberg. And I want to take a shot. <laughs> yeah. So, no, like, so first of all, I am not your boss. Um, you are your own <laughs> boss. Um, I'm not even close to your boss. I'm literally, I'm your hype man. But yes, we should start this off with a shot. Let's start this off. Ready? All right. What's everybody got? I have uh, Nabushi Japanese whiskey. I have um, Casamigos um, tequila. Okay. Corey, what do you have? I got an old dusty bottle of Omegang whiskey that I've never seen before. If For for all the people, because Corey, I, oh, you're not going to take the shot of Dick? Dick flicker. Oh, no, I just wanted to show Dick you and that. I, I had this too, and it was over there. I was like, <laughs> it's literally getting blurred. Well, for the All folks, right. I know that this isn't going to translate to like a pod, but for the folks that um, are seeing this, it looks you're using the background blurring thing on Zoom. So when he moves the limoncello bottle, it looks like it's it's blurred out that you can't see that it's just a very well hung bottle. So yeah. that that is well hung, depending on who you ask. Yeah. <laughs> you know these these new parameters they set on Zoom are really accurate. Yeah. yeah. So well, producer Corey's got a new task. He's going to try to help you visualize this. But uh, cheers, fellas. Cheers. All right, starting off. Clank. All right. Uh, okay. Oh, boy. Okay. So, so one. We've had, I'm, we've had we've had better shots than that. All right. So, <laughs> Berg, obviously, you know, we we talk every day. We got we got like one of the better group chats I think in the gambling community. Not everyone's in it, obviously. But look, Berg, what are your socials? Where can people find you? What's your title here? Because I know you're in Better Collective, <laughs> and like you're you're. I see like a lot of like things that you're in charge of. But oh, it's a little rundown. Um, I okay, so I'm the head of communications at Better Collective. Better Collective is a large group of media companies, one of which is Action Network, which you write, perform, do things for. Yeah. Um, also, they own Vegas Insider, uh, Roto Grinders, uh, Scores and Odds, um, US Bets, Sports Handle, a whole bunch of different brands. My job, literally, is to talk to people about these brands as the head of awesome. communications and PR. It's 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 awesome. I, I get paid to meet people and talk to people and be a hype man for my colleagues and the work that we do. It's pretty badass. No, it's, I, it's cool. I, I mean, and, and I did not go to school for this. And it was it is it is very cool. None of us have gone to school for this, like specifically. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. um, but that's that's awesome. I mean, it's kind of cool because it's like I know you have that personality, and it's like you kind of get out there, and it's like I remember our like our first conversation together was like, "Yo, what's good?" <laughs> like, just what's good. Like, it's just well, like roasting people or whatever. You that's know? kind so, of the thing. It's like I don't know. I always I, so my so I majored in I was an engineer, and they said I was too chatty to be an engineer, and so I did political science and I did that environmental <laughs> science and um and basically I, I don't know I, I've always just kind of thought that you like just be who you're supposed to be or be who you are. And so on Twitter, I'll meet a lot of folks, especially over the pandemic that I just connected with on Twitter or I met remotely. And then they say, oh, wow, you're the exact same as you are online. Like, shouldn't you be? So, um, and uh, that's something I kind of pride myself on is just maybe it's because I'm from Philly, but yeah, I just kind of jump right in and um, you know, you're, 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 I'm, I'm loyal to you until I have a reason not to be. So, yeah. And I mean, I think that that's awesome. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but producer Corey was giving you the finger when you said uh, you were from Philly, but uh... wait, producer Corey, are, are you, are you just, you're just a Mets fan? Is that it? No. God, you see me look that? Do I look that depressed? I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to look that miserable. Shit. No. We, me and producer went to law school together. We are, we were both Yankees fans, Giants uh, okay. fans. We're not know. even really. And I mean, here's the thing. I don't really think that Philly 
has a problem with New Philly picks fights with every single city. But if you Fair. asked every city, hey, who's your enemy city? They're not going to say Philly. Like I heard this, I heard this really great comment from like Cowboys. So Eagles are in the same division, obviously, as the Cowboys and the Giants and the Redskins. And I yeah. swear after this, we can we can get into the, the agenda. But <laughs> They they asked Cow if you asked Cowboys fans, yes, Eagles fans, they're gonna say, Oh yeah, the Cowboys are our arch nemesis. But you ask the Cowboys who their arch nemesis is, they're gonna not they're not gonna say you're not fans. saying that. Yeah, and, like, and and um commanders fans won't say Eagles fans, and Giants fans won't say Eagles fans, they'll say the other thing. So basically Philly picks fights with everybody, but nobody everyone else is like, Yeah, sure, whatever, man. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like we're 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 gonna still call you the Redskins. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we still call you the Redskins, exactly. Um, yeah, but, it was a different era. It was a different yeah, time. <laughs> I know. Nothing like watching the skins. <laughs> Jesus. But um, <laughs> so without getting us into any more trouble, um, I know that like one of the things that like, and this is something I really want to get your opinion on, because sure. obviously we see you like, you know, you're on Twitter, you have a pretty active audience, you have a good like following and everything. And you're in charge of talking to people and like getting that out there, talking about the brands. There's so much sports betting content now. Yes. And it's like, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's different ways to like divide it. It's like, you've got your content, content creators, your media personalities, your like your actual sharps. And then you have like your capital J journos. So like, when you're looking at this, like, how do you, how do you determine it? Like, what are you looking for? Like who, like, you know, who do you like to follow here? Like, what's your, what's your angle on this when you're trying to digest it all? So I, um, it's a really good question. So one of the things that I try to do is just also just be an advocate for the sports betting industry as a whole. So for those who are listening at home, I work in sports betting, like mom, that's what I do now. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that does not mean I'm a professional gambler. I'm not a good gambler. It just means that my job <laughs> is to now. I, 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 I try to promote, you know, responsible way to do the, to do things in the industry and to promote uh, those that are part of the industry. Cause I'm a big fan of it. Um, and I'm involved in sports media, but what I do is I sort of curate a list of folks that are journalists because journalists are honestly going to have the most factually based information. And I heard Chris Raybon say this on uh, at pod today about preseason football, where he just said, you know, the athletic does a really good job of telling you using data and the facts to tell you what's going on with a team. So I follow a lot of beat reporters because we're just in an industry of just knowing knowledge. So I have that. I follow a lot of content creators because I like seeing how people are trying to take a, an emerging industry like sports betting and explain it to other people. So yeah. I follow the, the the book it with Trent's of the world who, who <laughs> love, him, love him or hate him. does a fantastic job of doing brand work and creating stuff content. I mean, th- I don't think anyone else has embraced losing the way that he does. It's so funny. Galvanizes people. Well, but, but there's like a bigger point that like I have on that when we get to parlays remind me, like I have a point about that. I think what he does is, is really great, but um the uh and then you know and then i have uh you know and like content creators one of them is in our i would i would consider birdman to be a content creator I love and, birdman. It doesn't, and he, birdman's great and it's just um you know look you're creating things in a really unique way that are f- kind of feeding the audience feeding people and then i also follow a lot of media personalities and these are kind of like the sammy peas like the Will Hills from Vsins, I would even consider Stucky to be like a media yeah. personality. They're all they're kind of they don't necessarily fit in this bucket where they're, you know, content creators, and they don't fit in this bucket where they're just you know nose to the ground journalists. But they are absolutely a personality that gives a good analysis on what's going on. So, the point is, is I take a combination of all these folks to get an idea of what people are saying because a lot of my job is what's on trend? What are people complaining about? What are people not complaining about? What are they excited about? Um, spoilers, people are always complaining about nerfies. Uh, <laughs> and um, I use it also, I don't use it. I, I'm past the point in sports betting where I ever use any of this stuff to like get picks. That's not why I, what I look for. Yeah. Um, but what I look for is really what are people talking about that are betting? What are people talking about that are writing about sports? What are people talking about that are talking about people who are betting on sports. And that is yeah. sort of how I get all of those three. So you have, for example, Birdman who has galvanized the let's bet on 
doubles, doubles. community, <laughs> which is so amazing. Um, and, and Sammy P, who absolutely is is fantastic at, at calling out transparency within community. And then, you know, you have like Jeff Bazan, who's going to tell me what, who, that Noah Syndergaard is now a Philly. Yeah. And um, like, dude, how much pomade, how much pomade do you think Jeff Bassan uses on like a single day? Like at I least, don't know. I, 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 I mean, like, guy's hair is always on point. Stellar. Stellar. <laughs> Stellar. But no, I think it's interesting that you bring that up though, because it's like, we've had a lot of these guys like on the pod, like we've had like Berman on, we've had Brian versus the books. We've had monotone. We've had Maddie Chucks. Who's like friend of the pod in real life too. And it's like, we've had these guys on. And I think one of the things that's interesting, it's like, I know you mentioned like, you don't, you're like, I'm not looking to you for picks, but I think like one of the things that these guys bring out that's different is like, they, they'll create like a new idea. Then it's yeah, like, yeah. this is their like niche. It's like Brian's like big on like PPDs. Birdman's big on doubles. Trent's big on losing. Monotone's good on like, like par, like little parlays. And like Matty Chucks was like, he's great on hockey and like stuff like that. So it's like, yeah. you have like these different angles. I feel like that's maybe the way to look at these content creators more so than like what they're putting out, but it's like, no, like so I, and I, I think that that's no. And I think that that's, that's kind of it. Well, because it's sort of a content creator can become a media personality is sort of the yeah. thing. And I think it's sort of, you just have to find something that what is separating you from everyone else. And that's why like, I hate when people say, Oh, I do sports betting. What do you do? I do NFL. Yeah. Well, you know what? Like everyone does NFL. And I had this really great conversation with Dave Sherapan about it. Uh, you know, and, and, and Dan Newbert, who's in our uh, text thread has also said it, it's just Dan kind of claimed lacrosse and it's sort of, everybody can do NFL and it's great. And yeah. everyone can do, you know, it's sort of like Brandon is able to really, really key in on like futures and values from a long, like a, like a long-term yeah. market perspective. You, you don't, you want to, if you want to, say stuff, even if you're not trying to just get a following, but if you want to say stuff that you want people to just listen to, you have to stand out. If everybody's saying, yeah, you know what? Like chiefs are probably going to beat the jets. Like that's great, but give me a cool angle and like, or tell me something interesting that you've noticed about this. Um, I, I think like the best, like the best pick that I was running with for a, wow, a six week period of time last season was Pat Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes interceptions uh, because at one period of time, he was second in the league in interceptions because yeah. he just kept throwing picks between weeks two throwing and them, like underhand. And that yeah. became, <laughs> that was like, that was my thing for a while. I'm like, I'm only looking at guys who throw interceptions. I'm only do, like, I ran, I used to run a, um, a pick six league. That That's was a awesome. survivor league where everybody picked a quarterback and you had to pick a guy who would finish the worst. Um, and you could, only pick him once. you could only burn your card once. So um, there was a guy it was, I can't even remember his name, but he, he was on the Bills, and then he ended up on the Raiders. Um, oh, oh, I, I, I think I know who you're talking about, but yeah, I, I he was terrible. It was probably was on awful. producer Corey's fantasy team. He was awful, and he, um, <laughs> he won me the league. Uh, he just, I, I used him in week 15, and it was a five interception performance. It oh was my fantastic. God. Um, so anyway, but that's the thing. It's just like find something different that 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 not everybody else is doing, and then kind of combine that with everything else. Yeah. So, and I think one of the things that I'm curious to know your opinion of is like, obviously you see, you know, when you're trying to look at this, like you see these like individuals or people that are like, I don't want to say like sponsored by or work for or like whatever, but they're like affiliated with sports books. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of one of those things. It's like, we need as content creators, like, you know, or as media personalities in the sports betting industry, like we need the sports books obviously. Right. When you see a parlay that's coming out and it's like, Oh, like this is so-and-so's parlay. And it's like sponsored, promoted on the first page of the book. Like what do you, like my brain is just like, this is going to lose. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I, I really struggle to like accept that, that that's like fair. Like, I, I don't know. Like I struggle when like people that are like really tightly affiliated with books, like give out picks. Like, is that something that like you feel to like, I, I Oh yeah, know. no, I totally do. I mean, books are in a business. They're not your friend. They're there no. to those, those books are, they're there to make money. They are not there to, uh, they're, they're, they're there to keep you losing money is actually what it is. So it's sort of like, it's supposed to be an abusive relationship. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I don't ever, I don't, I never get that. And I think that the problem is with books is that books expect you to be brand loyal to one of them. But if you're doing, if you're doing sports betting correctly, 
you should be shopping around anyway and you should be loyal to one place anyway because you should be looking for the right line and even if you aren't advanced and you're not line shopping you're just going to go to the place that gives you the best boosts and the best promos anyway so there's just there's no avenue to saying i'm only going to bet on you know i'm not going to name a book because i don't want to screw one over but like i'm only going to bet on this book no free ads yeah no free ads (laughs) like i don't well i don't know i just well, I don't, there's no reason to, to do that. And the content that comes out of them is just, I, I guess, I don't know if it's supposed to be like a thought starter. It's like, here's a boost and it's, you know, Tyrese Halliburton, you know, we'll get 30 oh points tonight, you know, or something. Oh, if, he, if, they're, if the boosts for him to get 30 points, I'm never betting on that. Exactly. I'm just like, that's not even his thing. Yeah. Um, I'm like, where did this come from? But you know, it's, I think that books just try to be like, in a way, the Netflix of just what they're doing. They're like, you know, yeah. you bet on the Sixers, so you would love Tyrese Maxey for MVP. Like, yeah, it's, it's just, like, this no, is I not going to happen. No, I Why would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> so, but I think that that's, I think that's a good point because like another thing that I noticed too is like a lot of these, a lot of content creators, um, there's two points that I want to get to, but the first that I want to bring up is like, there's a lot of people that will put out like 10 picks a day. And I'm like, like I'll personally, like I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of this. Like I'll personally log like 10 different picks, maybe in the action sure. app, like on a busy Wednesday in the NBA, I'm not writing them all up. Like that's my way of tracking things from a personal basis. Cause like sure. I, I, I trust our tools. Like I, I like it. It's a good way for me to track it. When you're doing this, like, how do you balance? Like, is this something that you're looking at? Like when you're looking for people, like balancing volume versus like an edge, like, and it's like, when you're looking at content, you're like, okay, well, this guy puts out 10 picks. He might hit like six, he might hit six of them, but this other guy puts out one and he hits them like at about the same rate or if not a higher rate, but it's like, it's only one pick a day. Well, you know? yeah. I mean, I guess the, like the first thing is, is that if you're hitting even at like a 40%, you're, you're a savant. Um, and um, if, for, I think with all that, it's, you know, I do, cause we'll talk and we'll have, there'll be a ton of plays and things that'll go out. And I can tell you my biggest losing days will be when I tail every single pick that we have in there. Yep. I'm just like, Oh, cool. I lost like 15 units. Like how did this happen? <laughs> and um, uh, you know how it happened? It's because I bet every, I bet the board uh, yeah. like tonight. I, I, I was like, Oh man, I love the board and I'm going to probably get reverse swept tonight. And I oh. bet six, I said, I bet six plays which oh, sucks no. tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a grind um tomorrow's gonna be tomorrow might be a, a early morning tennis day um <laughs> or tonight might be a kbo night is what it really means um those at home those at home are the real now like you know it's whiz. a bad day yeah. <laughs> it's a bad day it's a kbo night um but the point like the point is is that um I, I i try to look for like five or six picks but when i look at anyone's write-up like think about it you want to go through like 10 different things that someone's gonna tell you i mean I also, I bet golf and golf is one of those things where you can have a ton of derivatives where you can have top tens and top twenties. And then this guy's for outrights, but I don't want like 15 guys that I got to bet. It's just, it's, it's, I don't want to have like 15. It feels like you're spraying and praying. Yeah. And then like, you look at your account and then like, I like, it's just like, we, what the fuck did I bet on? And that's one of the things like I get nervous about, like with NFL, especially because it's like, you're waiting the whole week for the games. And like, I I would notice like, I would like, it would go into Sunday and I was like, my accounts would be like almost zeroed out. And then next thing you know, like by the end of the day, I was like, Oh, I made a lot of money. (laughs) Or or the opposite of like, I really, really hope the Broncos cover on Monday night football. And it's just, you get, you, cause what happened or you like, I'm going to part like, I think what happens is then you also get, oh, I'm going to bet these plays. These are my these are my four plays for the day. It's great. Except also I'm going to parlay everything from the day. And I'm actually like, you know what? I'm going to parlay the morning slate and I'm going to parlay the night slate because there's always just like something that someone tries to do. It, it, it always without fail when you don't force and when you bet, bet things that you like, it works out. Um, uh, you know, it's funny because I... Like tonight, we all our entire group chat was on the aces, and I believe the aces oh, got smashed. Yeah, worse. And like, I don't know. Like, I like the aces. Like, uh, we're talking in retrospect, but like the Mystics beat them twice this year. This is gonna be the third time. They're like three and zero against the aces this year. But it's just like it was one of those like you looked at it and you're like, the aces should win, but like. This doesn't well, happen. It was a weird. I mean, it was a weird line, and none of us and no one brought it up. I'm like, I'm like, does everyone know that like. This line, I mean, that line probably should have been 
five. Yeah. Like, but if it was five, I mean, if that was on a neutral court, that would have been But if it was five, five we're taking the Mystics. We're going to take the Mystics, exactly. And, um, you know, I, I saw this morning, like, the line kept bouncing between three and three and a half. And I was like, all right, whatever. I, did it. I didn't bet it big. But it still was just, like, one of those things where um, I didn't love the angle, but I also did love betting with my friends, which is another thing about betting in general is that you can bet two ways. You can bet because it's great for you, or you can bet because it's a lot of fun with your friends. Yeah. And, and I think that the thing about with sports books, not getting like, Oh, we're going to sponsor content of picks is that people want to do two things. They want to cheer on the friends in their group text and they want to boo anyone who's winning, who they don't know. And this is kind of to the point that about, uh, you know, Trent that he does, that's, that's really smart is that when any you see whenever you see oh this guy bet 25 bucks and he won 25 million guess what nobody likes that guy like people nobody, hate that guy people hate that guy yeah so why would you like what he's done that's so smart is he galvanized all the losers who are like yeah man i i, I feel that I feel that guy <laughs> i feel that like why would i cheer for the yeah great job guy i don't know for getting basically lucky I know. Um, well like i sometimes so, feel bad it's like i'll hit something and like it's like random but like somebody will like hit me up like the other day like when i hit like gillian to be top 10 in nascar at 30 so to 1 it was so random because like i was told like it's like oh like this is like a bet you want to hit and it's like i couldn't even share it because by the time i bet it the lines moved yeah so it's like it's one of those it's like well like I, there's nothing i could do about it like it's like i'm stoked but it's like i want to share that and like now like you have this thing where it's like these sports books promote it like we promote it like it's like guys hit these crazy plays and it's like whether it's huge straights or it's like you know somebody's bets like oh like somebody won a million dollars on you know like on the patriots this weekend or like they laid like a million dollars in the patriots to win whatever and it's like okay but that's like not typical like that's just not what you're seeing it's just so it's not like, it's just not like whenever they say they're like a, a better bet a thousand dollars on two to win mvp like i'm not putting a thousand dollars on anybody to you win out of your fucking mind <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah it's, so it's um, like yeah i don't know it's like everybody wants to win now and then like yes. it's like the sports books are promoting this so it's like they promote those big picks they promote the parlays the sports books their hold has to be incredible on yeah. these otherwise they're not promoting it right yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, that's also like, these are, I mean, this can kind of go into another topic, but it's sort of how, it's why you got to, and Brandon's, you know, friend of the program, friend of both of ours, uh, yeah. Brandon Anderson is Brandon so good is at this, why you have to look at why books take advantage on really bad futures numbers. Like, I'll, I I don't know if this jumps ahead, but like, let's talk, we can talk right now about no, I think we real should. one, real one. Okay. The Padres made a huge deal today. Uh, it says we have, by the way, nine minutes left. Does that mean we have to oh. take a shot? Yeah, we we have to take a shot. All right, let's do a shot. And then, let's. <laughs> all right, one. All right, God everybody. Bless. Yay, God bless. Reverse sweep. Um, wow. Okay. So, um, but Brandon does this really well. But here's the deal with the, the Padres. Padres made a big the Soto trade today. They made a couple other trades, and their um, NL odds like went from I believe like plus 1500 to 10 to plus, um, you know, to 10 to one to eight to one, the world series odds, I believe bottomed, went from 25 to one to 18 to one to five to one. Five to one's insane. Five to one is insanely bad. Here's the thing about wild card. None of this doesn't make, they're going to be a wild card team. They're going to, so, and this is something that people don't do with futures that they really, really, really need to do. You get to, and, and look, I have a Padres 10 to one, because I wanted to have a taste of it and it's totally fine. And I have a 10 to one to win the NL. Awesome. I'm not touching anything else because the reality is, is that you have to look at futures as four game part, four series parlays. Yes. And so a really good thing to do that no one uses is use a parlay calculator and you sort of estimate. Yeah. What do I think they're going to be in this round? What do I think they're going to be in this round? What do I think they're going to be in this round? And you kind of figure it out from there. Yeah. Just by a conservative estimate. The Padres are probably going to be dogs in every single yeah. round. I can't. Um, I can't imagine a, a series that they're not a dog. I right can't imagine the only if something weird happened. Nobody's the getting hurt there because they're going to only be the four seed. So the point is, is that if you rolled it over, it works out to it. If you rolled over on a conservative estimate, it works out to twelve to one. Should be their probably should be their true odds for for the um, 
World the NL. The and NL, the yeah. World Series, it should be no it should still be like 20 to 1. Yeah, it should still be like 20 to 1. Because like I have I have a 25 to 1 ticket and a 15 to 1 ticket from like earlier in the season. Sure. Um, which is fine. But I think one of the things I wrote an article for action about this like exact topic and the the sort of anyway, but like what I wrote about was FanDuel changed their shit now. So like they're doing their free bets are free bets. They're not the free credits. So it's like obviously less valuable. But my article was about how when you sign up for all these sports books now, like with the legalization, like you're getting like 10 sports books in your state. And like they give you, you get free bets for like breathing now. So right. my whole thing was like, take your free bets rather than lay money for an extended period of time, like real money bet your free bets on futures and create a portfolio because that way, by the time you get to the playoffs, you're like, I might not have to even do anything. Like it's hedging itself. No, you know? I loved it. I, you do, you, you, you drop a lot of them in the chat and it, like part of me was thinking like, Oh, well, you know, the only, like, I love, I, I love that you do that. And I think it actually makes even more sense on um, when you kind of divide it between like a short, a short favorite and a long favorite, because you think about it, it's, would you rather lose 50 bucks on, uh, on a short favorite with a small return or nothing on the one that like it's prop that has like higher probability, but it's going to win, but you still yeah. got, you basically got that part free. And yeah. that's the, that I think like the thing though that we're both talking about is that the, the, the phase two, like when you get into sports betting, cool. You like start really getting into identifying numbers, identifying trends. Your phase two should be doing math. Because yeah. if you do not do implied probability on any of this stuff, you are absolutely going to constantly lose money. If you do, if yeah. you cannot say to yourself, the Padres are going to play a hundred World Series, and do I think that they win it more than ten percent of the time? If you can't ask yourself that question. You have like you're going to lose money, and because yeah. when you ask yourself that question, you're like, oh yeah, you know what? Actually, I think they probably win it twenty percent yeah. of the time, or this thing cool then bet it that way and that's the thing i don't if you absolutely are all in on the padres and you're like you said that the pot you think you think that the edge is the padres should actually be like 70 percent like <laughs> chances awesome dude like that right. is fine but just know like you should develop your portfolio and how you're betting around that you should probably be taking that should be your short odd you should yeah. probably be taking like the Phillies Tons of, the of money. among yeah. these other things, because that is basically what you're up against. So exactly. So yeah. I, I think it's always like an interesting angle and in like just how exactly we, you know, balance like what we think versus the actual like probability of like what we're being offered. So, yeah. you know, it's like that. And that's why we don't have to take every bet. Uh, so we are, this podcast is sponsoring an area one, uh, virtual like NASCAR tournament. Like and sim, we're race, sim racing or yeah. So we're sponsoring. I worked in esports, So like, I know what this is, you know, okay, like, so I'm, I'm, I'm like 20 years older than you, but I know what <laughs> esports is, dude. Like I'm not an idiot. <laughs> All right. So, but we're sponsoring one of those races. We're sponsoring the championship and our buddy, nice. uh, Dominic DeLeo is in the championship. So it's it's the cash that two ten. It's next Monday night at uh, awesome. like at eight, at eight o'clock on Twitch. So it's, it should actually that's be cool. awesome. Actually, that's yeah. yeah, dude. Like, dude, that's awesome. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I used to. So I don't know this. I don't know if this is relevant to any of the stories, but like, I, one of the, I always wanted to get into sports betting, and I specifically took a job in esports over the last two years because I was like, oh, I'm going to find a way into sports betting via esports betting, and then I hosted a Twitter space. Cause I was being a content creator and somebody who knew somebody found me and said, Hey, action's looking for a head of comms. Do you want to do this? And that's how I did. That's how I got here. But, but, but I, my background on like a lot of the stuff was in esports. I mean, I'm a terrible 2k player, but I love sim 2K. racing was a, uh, I love it. I, I love 2k, but I was a monster. All my the... trades get rejected. All my <laughs> trades. I have been I was... shipping a Joel Embiid for cat trade for four seasons and they, they won't bite. They won't, I, I even try to give them pick swaps. Everything wouldn't bite. I, I remember uh, back in the day, my buddy, uh, me and my buddy James, like we would play 2K literally every day in the summer. And 
I was I was a big Steve Nash fan, so I was just a, a fiend with the seven seconds or less Suns, and I was just raining threes. And he he would just he would play with the Miami Heat because that was his favorite team, and I was like. It would, it would just be hilarious because like the 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 AI like didn't understand that I somebody could shoot that many threes in a single game. <laughs> like, it, was, it was like you just have to miss them now. There's a really good video that's floating around of um, Ben Simmons, <laughs> the 2K of Ben Simmons on the Nets, and it's just nobody guarding him, and it's like and it's just him standing there looking waiting looking and then just bricking like a shot it's, it's so great that's awesome it's like it's all edited it's one of the best videos i've ever seen that's fucking awesome. but right. I, well, I don't remember i, I think we were, we were we were talking about basically like looking for value and oh yeah that was what it was like you don't have to bet every you don't have to bet the board you you i think but a lot of these things become advanced like a little bit advanced for building people's what and it forces people to have to look at only a little bit to kind of get out of it and some of the things are look you want to have a you want to have a big number your goal should be but before you get to the playoffs is to have not to have any of these guys to win it it should be to have any of these guys to win it at an insane number that yeah okay that's that's what we'll pick at up. that number so like yeah let's use this to get into the whole like hedging and cash out conversation like yeah, yeah i think it's for perfect. example you and i have the nets at 50 to 1 i believe yeah to win yeah to we win do. everything yeah okay. so let's use that as an example yeah so like obviously you know you don't have to bet everything you know it's like we're looking for good numbers we're looking for like spots where we can get like you know maybe a, an outlier or something like that so for example i like i'm obviously a bigger mba better and i know berg you and i both i logged in the app i think you logged in the action app we both have the nets at 50 to 1 yes i, I don't think either of us think the nets are winning the title no but that's not the bet that's it's like not that's the not point. Yeah. It's not the point. point. It's just that like now the numbers 12 to one, 11 to one, and you know, they should be there. Like if they keep the team as it is, which is something that we projected, it's like, okay, well maybe they can't trade these guys because like, there's just, you're never going to recoup what you want for Kevin Durant. Right. Um, So it's like, if you, if you have to run it back, 51 is absurd. So like when we look at this, it's like, I, I think it's more about like getting a number on a lot of teams yes, where you can say like, okay, this is the number that I actually want. So it's like, if you look at like your aggregate odds, it's like, yes. if any of these happen, I'm positive. Right. Right. Well, I mean, and, and the nets are a great example because the nets were what? No less than four to one for most they of last never, season. Never. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and I think that the thing for that we look at with this is even if you had <laughs> Even if they got, even if they the guys weren't on the team and they ended up just getting to the playoffs, a team that's fifty. I think that I think what were the what were the I think I want to say that the that the Wolves had the um well, like I don't the even Hawks. say T Wolves anymore. Yeah. The Hawks had somebody had like a very long had super long odds in the playoffs last year, and they were like the eight seed and still wasn't. Oh, the Grizzlies! Anymore. It was the Grizzlies. Grizzlies. Grizzlies had crazy odds. They were like sixty to one at some point. Right, and so but the thing is, it's like the idea is that you want to get there and. Here's what you want to do. You want to look at a market, and and again, this is not this is not my focus. I learn a lot of the stuff from Brandon, as as you probably do as well. Yeah. But the idea is is to get the edges of what the market is valuing. So if we know that the nets, we know that the one edge of the nets is probably plus two fifty, three plus three hundred. We've seen it. Yeah. We know that that's the that is the shortest odds you're probably going to get for them to win it all. If you can find what the longest odds are for them, and then you basically, you know exactly what the room dimensions are that you are dealing with, all you got to do with that is then all they have to do is get to the playoffs. And then suddenly that ticket that you had very minimal investment in is now now worth something. Is now worth something because you could chip away with it every round. Like the Nets, the Nets, all the Nets have to do is get to the playoffs. I have a 50 to one ticket and all I have to do is, and I could still bet, Whoever it is, the other team, they could be, and they might still win. To, they could be minus two hundred on the series line. I could bet them, and I'm guaranteeing myself profit each of yeah. the rounds. Yeah. So, like a couple, like for, for example, like a couple of years ago, I had the Nationals to win the World Series at hundred to one wow. when they won, which was absurd. Oh, yeah, it was a, a, you, absurd. I bet it. It was absurd. So, like, I, I think Corey knows, but like, I bet them because I was like looking at the rotation. I was like, this rotation's absurd. I was like, they have Scherzer, they have Strasburg. I was like. 
Dead Corbin. Dead Corbin. Dead I was like, yeah. if they're healthy, they could beat anybody. So I was like, I put 25 bucks on it. Like I wasn't like, it was like when I was first going to get into it. And then I was like, I waited like 10 minutes. I was like, that's not enough. Like, <laughs> I bet it again. So um, it was a great bet. But one of the things that that allowed me to do was when I put it in twice, and this is something that I advocate for now a lot, because it's something I learned from that is when you put in a bet, like, especially like a really long shot bet, or something like even like even a title bet, honestly, the odds aren't like you're most people are not sharps, so like they're not targeting your accounts. Like you, when you bet on something, like it's not gonna move the fucking line. Like split your bet in half. Yeah. If you're gonna bet 10 bucks, put five and five because it gives you the ability. If it's really, really, really like a long shot, you can cash it out at least half of it. Because you can't hedge at a certain point. Like you just don't have the capital to do so. Well, and also they're not gonna. Not only can you not hedge, but if it's rolling, the book's not going to give you the book. Doesn't want you, know, you might not get anything. Right. Yeah, you, you might not get, get anything. So, and that, and I wanted to touch with you on hedging cash outs, everything like that. So, like, I hate cash outs. I don't like them. I think you get like the worst value that you could possibly get. Yes. The example I used was buying something brand new and then immediately selling it on eBay. Um, yeah. I get it because I get the concept of a cash out because you're playing a market. And yeah. so I get that. I, I, I get that concept. Also take it from the fact that there are only 31 states that are legal. So a lot of folks are probably playing around with stuff that does not have a cash out. Yeah. So um, like this isn't me endorsing that that's or saying that I do that. The, that is just saying that there are a lot of opportunities where it is not a cash out. Yeah. The problem with the cash out is that you just, you are always going to be selling low or yeah. like you're going to be selling low. You're never selling. You're not really selling high on it because if you were like books would get slaughtered on that kind of thing. Yeah. So you're just never getting what your true value should be for whatever you're always, it's, it's infinitely more beneficial but then, like you said, most people don't have the capital to be able to do it the other way. And that's, again, back to why you should do it, in, like do what your regular investment, regular bet would be for a long shot. Don't change it to make it smaller. Don't do whatever. And that way, when you get to this point, boom, you can still have the capital. To move yeah. Forward. And I know like Raheem, Raheem Palmer, like he used to write for action for NBA and, football and NFL. Now he does stuff with the ringer. He... Like his, he just is like vehemently against cashing out because he's like, you got the best of the number, don't cash out. Um, I don't, I agree with them, but I don't totally agree with them because I think like there's a certain point, like if you have a parlay that's open and it's like life changing money, sure, take it. Like, like don't, like, you know what I mean? It's like just, just take it. But I will say, and I think this is something we've talked about like offline here. Whenever I try to put a parlay in like that, my last leg is always like a monster favorite. It's Which like I think a, is such a smart way to smart way to do it. Like you should tell tell everybody how you do parlay, how you do yeah. a parlay uh, when you were talking about with championships because I thought it was like really smart that people need to know. So when I do when I do like futures parlays or even like parlays where it's like let's say like the last leg is on Monday night or something like that, it's like or like it's like the the last leg is tomorrow or like whatever it is. I always make the last leg the favorite. It doesn't matter like what the odds are, what the event is, what my actual cap of the game is. You make it the favorite because it gives you the best hedging opportunity. So it's like if my last leg, like right now, the last event in terms of time that could happen championship wise is the NHL, there's the Stanley Cup. So when you, when you're betting a futures parlay, like, the Stanley cup and the NBA finals like overlap a lot. So it's a little bit tougher, but like, let's say, let's say like we'll, we'll still use the Stanley cup. That's the last leg. So if you want to hedge, you want to take like the heaviest favorite as the last leg. If you were, if you're trying to do a championship parlay to get like those fat odds and it's like, all right, like I'm going to take the biggest dog as the first leg. Cause it's like, if yes. I get through that now, like immediately I have a cash out option. That's going to be enormous. And then in theory, as time goes on, like your heavy favorites, the odds keep shortening. Like, and you didn't even do anything. It's like, you know, the Yankees are making the playoffs. You know, the Avalanche are making the playoffs. You know, like the Milwaukee Bucks are making the playoffs. So it's like, you see these odds, they start shrinking. 
And like all it's doing is just that like you're getting close to the playoffs, you're getting close to the finals, but now you have the opportunity to hedge and you can't do that. And that's one thing that I learned when I bet that huge bet on the nationals, they were an underdog in every series, like the Padres are going to be this year, like you mentioned. And it's like, you can't really hedge. You just have to let it ride. So it's like, because like if you try to hedge it, you're just going to wind up like equaling out your money or zeroing out your money at a certain point. So it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I think that like the really great part of the point about it is like, you're not, yeah, when you're going to hedge, you're not going to hedge on the favorite. You'd rather hedge on like, an underdog. Let's say that they're down to nothing and you're getting plus 800 odds. Like you could make more than the whole thing. So, yeah. I, I, so I think when you're constructing a parlay, take your longest shot first and yeah. then from there kind of move around. Yeah. And it it helps you with your like investing. I I think it helps you like, you know, moving on with that. So, you know, it's like, it's always better to hedge with real money if you can, just because like you have the ability to do so. Another way to do so is like, you know, if you, if you have a lot of legal sports books available to you, you can sign up for a new sports book, use their promo to hedge. Like if you have something that's that big, where it's like, oh, like, you know, like you're winning like tens of thousands of dollars and you're getting like a $10,000 free bet. Try to use that to hedge. Like that, that is another way to do it. So try to take advantage of what's available to you because it's like, these are, they're offered. Like these sportsmen want your money. They don't care like how, they don't care what you're doing. Just like try to take advantage of things. So like, I like signing up for a lot of sports books because it can help me line shop. Don't feel like you need to sign up for all of them if you can't really fully take advantage of what they're offering to you as a new user. Yeah, and I think that the thing is, it's it's sort of you know like because if you're not using a legal sports book, you're basically not. I shouldn't say not legal, but if you're not using a an authorized sports book, you're probably <laughs> using something based on credit. So it's a little bit easier for you to say, "Hey, I'm able to do this on the future." The way to counter that and that sports books do is that they give you all these credits to do whatever you want with. Use those credits on futures because the reality is is that. Do you, if you had a hundred bucks in your wallet, like you don't want to have somebody holding that hundred bucks, that real hundred bucks for six months. It's much easier if you're like, well, here's a, why don't I give you a voucher for a hundred bucks? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So no. And I think that that's great. And there's, and there's certain things that I've used. uh, Like I have some, like I have a bunch of, so I'm a big hockey better. Like I played hockey in high school. Corey's a a little bit college. What's that? Corey's a big puck guy. Corey's a big puck guy. Yeah. I'm a big puck guy. Um, I it's, I got a, you know, face made for radio and a mouth made for hockey. So it's, um, <laughs> I, uh, no, but I, I played. And so that's like the sport that I know the most, but I use all my free bets. I've used them all on various different futures, uh, right here for your listeners. I'm telling everybody Jacob Marks, Markstrom at 20 to one to win the Vesna is absurd. The dude was second in second in Vesna last year. He's top three in every goaltending category and Calgary is going to have a, he led the league in shutouts and the cow and Calgary is going to have a better defense this year than last year. doesn't matter that Johnny hockey's not in Calgary. That is a bet you have to take. It is oh. 20 to one. Do it. And I'm going to bet it way, right now. I'm going to bet it markets, right now. Hockey markets are extremely soft because they have no, because they it's have no, no idea. They have no idea how to do it. They just don't know what they're doing. <laughs> That's it. That's my favorite. That's one of my favorite hockey plays right now. Is I, that I think I'm gonna have to take it like it's, immediately. It's, it's 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 well, he's like seventh in their in the odds because like Jamie Ottinger has really short odds because he had a great playoffs, and then um, you know, Igor's won because he won it last year. Uh don't get me wrong, I also love I mean Flyers fans will kill me, but I love the Rangers next year as a cup favorite. Like I love I I love them, but um the the odds uh, are so messed over. up for the awards. What's that? This interview's over. This interview's over. <laughs> All right. Thank you for coming. This, right. is a, this is a devil's podcast. This is a devil's podcast. <laughs> Never say that really? again. Oh, That's your one man. fucking warning. Dude, the devils one. ruined my youth because every single year it was them winning the cup and smashing Two other times. teams. Sorry. It felt like that for my oh. I know what the P you have PTSD from a certain hit from a certain team captain, dude. Okay. So that guy, that certain team captain came back, ruined the chemistry of the team that was up three, one, and then got drilled so hard for skating with his head down. He, he like, I, I, you know, I'm going to say it. He does. If you skate with your head down, Scott Stevens going to get you. Thank you. Thank you. That it's feels a, good. It was a completely legal, that felt completely good. legal, clean hit. He skated. In my plums. We're talking about for those at home, what we were talking about, is that Eric Lindros routinely skated with his head down and Scott Stevens made him pay for it, did not leave his feet, dropped him. Devils won the series. 
Devils went on to win the cup. So, it's fucked yeah. up. <laughs> don't skate with your head down. It's the first thing you're yeah. taught. Do not skate. Do not skate with your head down. And he did. And it was. I remember watching that. And I remember being with all my friends because um, I was like, "Oh man, the Flyers are going to do this. It's going to be great." And he, they did that. They're like, "That's such a dirty hit." I'm like, "That is. That is probably one of the cleanest." That Scott Stevens played the absolutely the way you're supposed to play. Scott Stevens is also one of my favorite players just because of the way he played. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I modeled my game off Claude Lemieux who would just get into corners and just bother people. Um, but uh, I loved Scott Stevens. So <laughs> you respect it either way. You respect, respect it either way. Gotta respect that game. So, so uh, you know, like obviously, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're Giants fans. You're a Philly guy. You're an Eagles fan. Um, and I'm not trying to shift from hockey to, you know, to grass real quick, but, but you are, but I am, it's going to happen. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm switching. Like I'm a running back's career. It's super short. And like, look, what, who's being, who's going to be better? Like, I, I just love making the comment that like, whenever, whenever I talk to an Eagles fan, it's like, does it hurt? Like, does it hurts? You know, <laughs> Does it hurts. I saw Does you hurts? in our in our notes. Okay, so here's here's like look, look we can talk real because probably your listeners want to know. I am on the Giants actually to win the NFC East. Um, I actually think it is a fantastic <laughs> bet to be taking right now. Um, there is besides the fact that there is no value on taking the Eagles, there's no value on taking the Cowboys. This is a division where you have not had a back-to-back champion since 2004. <laughs> um, your guys' coach. Uh, I always want to call him fat Bill Burr, uh, DeBall. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. So he does. He looks like Bill Burr. If you You're like not Bill wrong. Burr. You're not wrong. He looks like, I'm like, oh, that looks like fat Bill Burr. Um, but he, look, if he is who he's supposed to be, Dan, like, Danny Dimes and a bunch of these guys have a have an incredible ceiling. Not only that, but if Danny Dimes doesn't do well, I am perfectly fine if I'm a Giants fan with Tyrod Taylor running an offense because I know he's not going to screw it up. <laughs> yes. So, um, if I was looking to short the Eagles and short the Giants, who are giant or the Cowboys, who by the way, everyone out there, you're never getting line on the Cowboys, so just don't even bother. No, they're such a public team that you're just never getting a good futures bet on them. Never. Um, if you want to short them, your options are the commanders, who are probably who look like a dumpster fire, and they the Giants, bad. the Giants who have plus 800. Um, look like they're improved uh, on the offensive line. Stranger things could happen. Their schedule is not great, but the reality is, is that you could easily see a seven and nine team or what is it? A seven. Yeah. It's seven and yeah, 10 or seven and 10 the, now. Yeah. Seven and 10 team coming out of the NFC East and they're the champions. I mean, I things happen. So <laughs> at eight to, and it, here's my logic on taking them at eight to one was either they're going to do it and I'm never going to see that number again. Or they're not going to do it, and there's no effing way that they're getting even close. Because if, if that number no. increases, this is another thing that everyone should know, is that when the number gets set by the book, um, and we use the example, example that we've used in the group chat is, is Chet Holmgren. Yeah. Chet Holmgren for, I, I so I have both Palo and I have Chet for rookie of the year. They have virtually the same odds. Like, yeah. But here's the, re- the reason why is because, if guys like that who are who do really well at a certain point, the book isn't going to extend the odds to give themselves no. more liability. If they started at five to one, they're not going to suddenly make it 10 to one unless they're really sure it's not going to hit. Yes. So, um, so you're never going to get like a, yeah. you almost in a way aren't going to get a better number. And it's almost like for the way I looked at it for the giants was if the giants end up getting to 20 to one, it's already over. It's yeah. I, I'm actually really glad you brought up that point because that's something that I like to look at with, you know, with futures too. It's like, I always, I always think it's funny. It's like, people are like, Oh, like, well, you're getting a better number now. It's like, you're not getting a better number. Like the, the odds just suck now. Like, the dodges, the, yeah. the, like there's a reason you're getting the better number. Right. Um. It like, if it's, if it's like, I don't know, like it, it's like, if you're Joel MB moving to 40 to one was the only time I've seen it work incorrectly. Yeah. Because I, it was way too early to give him those long odds. It was yeah. December. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like in some of those awards markets, sure. Like I think it's, it's cause that's like just based on what voters are doing. So it's, sure. it's a little bit different, but like when you're betting on like a team to win something and it's like, well, a third of the season's already done. And like, it's like, why do you think that they would perform better than they have now? Yeah. You know, it's not about changing opinions. It's about changing like performance, which is dramatically different. Right. So 
I like, I'm glad you brought that up because it's just like, you gotta be careful. It's like, don't chase. Like there's a reason that you're chasing here. It's like a reason. It's like you, when you see like, I don't know. It's like when you see the chiefs, for example, like go down to start a game, it's one thing if you look at it and you're like, well, like there was some bad luck here. Like there was a bad turnover and that's why they're down 14, nothing. Um, so like, I feel comfortable live betting them. If, if, if there wasn't like a freak play, it's like, okay, like they're probably, they might just lose this week. Well, the number one thing to look at in that situation for that example is did they get, did they start the game off with the, with the ball or did the they ball, get it back? Yeah. Because then you have to, you have to look at, okay, it's the second quarter. Could they score at the end of this quarter and then get the ball back in the second half? And suddenly that's two touchdowns. So you've nullified it. That's the yeah. stuff that you have to be thinking about when you're doing a live bet like that. And it's, you know, there are times, but you also got to balance it with looking for stale lines because that happens all the time. I got a very stale line on this. I got a, I got uh, I got a stale line on the Celtics to win the Atlantic division that I, sh- I should never, I got 20 to one and they were a game and a half back and it was no. mid January. Yeah. It was mid January. They were a game and a half back. And that's the, the, I think that's a really important thing for everyone to look at is with any sort of playoff odds or divisional odds, forget about how many games back they are. Look at how many losses back you are in the yeah. column. I learned this from Will Hill losses you can't make up wins you can make up if you are five if you have five more losses than another team that doesn't mean that you have to win five more games it means that you need them to lose five more times that is a very very different angle um it's the same reason why you know like people are like oh well the Padres could probably come and do the Dodgers the Dodgers are ahead of them in the loss column by like 12 yeah Yeah. it's It's like it's significant whatever it is significant So it's, but that's the stuff to kind of look at. So you balance stale lines with also the fact that you got to accept, yeah, we got a bad number. We lost this one. We got to move on to the other. Yeah. I mean, I think if you take anything away from this podcast, it's that like you really need to line shop a ton and then just like understand that there's math involved whenever you're making a decision. It's like, if you want to bet casually, like, sure. Like you're, you're probably just, you're going to lose money. It just, it is what it is. Like you're, you're not going to beat the books just casually betting. Um, you know, it's just, it's not going to happen. So it's like, unless you're willing to put in some time or research or at least follow the right people and then not bet the board, you know? So it's like, you, you have a lot, you have to do a lot and like, you got to get a little lucky. Like that, like that, that is, that is what it's going to be. Like, if you're not going to spend the time to do it. So it's like, I think the way you have to really look at sports betting is like, look at it like an investment in a way. And it's like, look, like I, I might not hit, 70% or 80%, but if I, I, I can hit like 55% um, and do well. Um, or, you know, I can hit 50% of stuff that's at plus money. Um, but, but it's an investment. And it's like, if you're not going to spend the time, then don't be, don't be surprised when you start losing money. No, I agree. And like, that's the thing like Birdman in our group, he basically doesn't take any non plus money bets at all. Even if he doesn't think they're going to win, he's just yeah. like, I'm not, it's not, I'm not fading you. I just don't take faves ever yeah like and he just will take you know whoever it is because he's just all about that ev yeah um, and, and brandon's like that too brandon's, brandon's like that too like it's that like too. if he sees a number that's like even like plus 100 like plus 150 he's like nauseated by the thought of it like, yeah. Like, yeah, no, no, no way he also no hates way. that i have he also hates that i have um uh, I've, I've, uh, the, the magic's coach whose name I forget, uh, Mosley, I have him, I have had a hundred to one to win coach of the year, which I can actually see. I, I think it's a great number on and Brandon, impo- You can't, but you can't, you can't bet on him if you don't like, you can't vote for him if you don't know his name. Yeah, well, I, look, I, I, you know what? It was because because my Nash my my Nash one didn't come through because the, the number changed. So fair yeah, enough. Anyway. Fair enough. But uh, Bert, it's been awesome having you on. Uh, one thing that we do, and I'm surprising you with this, and I'll make producer Corey start first. Um, but we always do this thing. Well, I got to take another one of these too. But we always do this thing. It's called Pods and Rex. And we ask the we ask like I ask producer Corey. I make a recommendation. Like we have a guest on to give a recommendation to the listeners for something that they want. It could be anything like producer Corey will get you kickstarted. It could, like, it could be like a show. It could be a drink. It could be, you know, it could be like uh, a Twitter account to follow. It could be like, it could be literally anything okay. in the winter. I recommend a lot of soups, um, Ooh, but it's okay. summertime. So like producer Corey, how are you? What do you got for us? I'm good. I'm good. I know you missed me. Um, I'm going to suggest disappearing for a little while and showing back up it's 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 a rush 
Uh, I didn't quite know what to expect. I thought Joe would be, I don't know, having some kind of accent if someone's not here to like, rein him in. Uh, so it's good to see that he is staying consistent without me. Um, aside from that, I'm going to definitely recommend you don't drink Oma Gang American whiskey. That was disgusting. <laughs> and my night is ruined. I have heartburn. I recommend Tums. You recommend Tums? Um, uh, okay. Okay. I'm Do you even to think? think? I'll, I'll, I'll no, go. No, no, I'll, yeah, you go, you go, you I'll go. go. So I, you know, look, there's a lot of things that you can do in life. Um, there's one thing that if you do it often, it lets you do other things less. And that's go to Costco. Like, I just, I love Costco. Like, and look, I... <laughs> Berg, he's made this recommendation no less than six times. I mean, I'm an actual dad. I go to Costco. I literally left work early the other day to go to Costco. I know, but it's not a secret. It's, Everybody it's, knows. It's like so, Joe loves Costco. No, but this is the this is the twist. What'd you get so this I, week, Joe? What I no no. Meal? So I well okay. Well, I got I got the I got the meal prep containers, which I've recommended before too. But I um I went in the morning. I went to the gym. So I've been a morning gym guy lately, and I went in the morning. You ever go to Costco on a Saturday morning? It's fucking incredible. There's like just no stress in the world. There's not a lot of people in there. Everything is full. It's stocked. It's like more stocked than normal. So I just, <laughs> I had a great time. And like, honestly, it's like I, I tweeted it. I'm going to reuse the joke. After my morning of going to the gym, going to Costco, shopping, getting a fruit smoothie and getting gas, Everything else was a victory lap for the rest of the day. You were, so I recommend Costco in the morning. Uh, I mean, so I will, <laughs> building on that, I would recommend Costco at like two in the afternoon on a Wednesday. I, so I go to Costco at what I call the like always sunny in Philadelphia hours. Because if you notice, like right before every episode of Always Sunny, everything that you're about to see happens in like midweek in the middle of the <laughs> afternoon. That is an incredible time to go to Costco. You don't have, look, it's not the time to go when, if you want to have um, samples, this isn't a samples oh, no. crowd. No, no, no. But it is fully stocked with everything you can find today. Or the other day I found perfect bars were back. They had Celsius, which I have been frankly snorting lately. Like those things are so Celsius is essentially Red Bull for people that do yoga. Um, it's, um, <laughs> and, um, there's, I mean, it, it was great. And I didn't even have to, I didn't even, I didn't even want a piece of pizza there, which by the way, Costco pizza is fantastic. Oh, I, I love their pizza. Their pizza is fantastic. Um, I don't look like I was going to originally, I was going to recommend a, a show, but I think that I, I would recommend as we're in summer, find somebody who, you know, who has a pool or joining a pool is pretty clutch. Um, the ability complex. to be able, the ability to be able to say to somebody, Hey, it's hot out or, Hey, I don't want to go to work. Let's go to the pool. Everybody's going to think that you're first of all, an awesome human being, even if like you may not be, but if you have access to a pool, everyone's going to think you're an awesome human being. And two, just the practicality of being able to actually cool off by going into water when it is hot out, as we are in the middle of a heat wave in the Northeast for the last month. So my vote right now is to find someone with a pool, join a pool, identify a pool or some other body of water and consistently go to it during times of extreme warmth. I love that. I have a pool. So you guys are both. Oh, you're good. You're uh, all it's good. It's we complex pool, but it's you good. know, just come over. We'll, we'll record from the pool. It's, um, it, we like my, like we have a, we go to a pool. There's a pool. It's a pool and tennis club. That's actually hosting a WTA tournament in a week. And I'm excited to go and live bet it. And my wife is like, why are we going to this? I'm like, Oh, it's going to be great. Um, <laughs> but we also are using it as an excuse to like throw a pool party for our kid. So, uh, because she's an August baby, but pools dude, are awesome. There's it's the best. There's nothing better. And let me tell you, it lets you, it really lets you cool off, but while, but you can stay hot at the same time. Exactly. Stay wet and let's catch You have to that. clean it up. It's great. It's great. Someone else can clean it up. It's fantastic. That's great. Thanks, Berg. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Fuck, it's someone else's problem.